Hi guys, welcome to episode seven of the Ask Zophie podcast. I know I say this every time now, but I can't believe it's the seventh week of me recording this. Um, I don't have any silly or exciting, <laughs> not necessarily exciting, but input in terms of behind the scenes stuff this week. It's all very quiet on the Western Front. It's the last day of my detox. So it's kind of exciting for me, but that's about as yeah rock and roll as it gets right now. So let me get on with the question. I am so happy to answer this question. And when I read it, um, when I think about it, it really makes me chuckle. I'm not in any way, shape or form laughing at the the sort of the plight or the predicament of the questioner. The reason I'm laughing is because it's so freaking just real and honest and also, well, I'll explain more once I've uh, told you the question because it will make more sense. Okay, so let me just share the question. The question is, how do you think well of someone and send them love and forgiveness when you hate them? <laughs> and so, yeah, part of the reason for me chuckling is because, it, the, the well, it, I mean, you can't basically. <laughs> and it, it, it sort of reminds me of someone asking how can I get a six pack by only eating fast food and not exercising? Or that I heard someone say once they were asking a question at a kind of um, this spiritual event and they were like, I, I really have faith. I absolutely trust. But can you just tell me when? <laughs> it's like they're just giving themselves away. And so, yeah, this question is so honest and sweet and I absolutely love it. So yeah, I don't want to sound in any way, shape or form negative, but the short answer is you you can't. You know, those two things are mutually exclusive. It is like saying, how can I watch a really scary, scary horror movie and feel calm and peaceful? You, you can't. That's what... It, it might seem like bad news, it isn't. But that's the, the, the quote unquote bad news part of the equation. The, the good news is that even just asking this question is kind of like your first step on the path to getting what you want, which is that uh, feeling and, and that experience of love and and forgiveness because of course feeling hate or feeling love forgiveness whatever these are states that you experience within you it's all about you and that's really the first thing I want to say there's this kind of uh, sentiment which is which really powerful I want to talk about here uh, that speaks to this and it's just it, it, what it says is hating someone or feeling vengeance towards someone is like taking poison yourself, ingesting poison yourself and expecting the other person to get hurt. And of course, that's not what happens. It's you who gets hurt if you ingest poison. It's you who experiences the pain, the disconnect from your soul, from your true self when you're in, in an experience of, of hating someone 
or wanting to get revenge. And that's not to say it's bad or it's wrong. This is just where it's at. So you've got to know this and start from this understanding. The other thing that I've seen heaps of is one of the main causes for holding on to anger is that the mind tells us, if I forgive that person, if I forgive them for what they did, then that goes hand in hand with, that's synonymous with me condoning what they did. And this is not true. Okay, this is just BS that the mind feeds you to keep you to keep you stuck. So you can choose to forgive someone. But at the same time, say, I don't condone what you did. I don't think it was right. I don't agree with it. So you can separate those two things out. And you've got to know this because otherwise that sense of, oh, no, me forgiving means I condone will hold you. It's like people do this in grief. They they have this idea that the longer I grieve this person, the, the greater a show or a symbol of my love it is for them. And of course, that's also bogus. And it, it I can understand where this comes from. It's like when people say that that worrying is caring worrying isn't caring worrying can be born of caring but it's it's caring gone awry it's caring with this negative aspect to it so let's just get rid of that bs notion for one that forgiving someone equals condoning what they did it's just not true and it will it will keep you stuck So what I've said with clients in the past when we've worked through things like this is that it has nothing to do with them and everything to do with you. You are not letting them off the hook. You are not gifting them anything. You sat at home feeling angry about something they did is not impacting them but it's very much impacting you. So get this into your head that forgiving someone else isn't about condoning what they did and it isn't about letting them off the hook it's about you getting to a space of peace and getting over things and moving on and it's about you affording yourself a sense of freedom sometimes my kids might moan about I don't know someone at school or school or something and I'm like look are they here now (laughs) you might have to be with them for a certain period of time in the day at school, but you are now enforcing that upon yourself. So what they did to you, they're responsible for. What you are now doing, you're responsible for. And like I say all the time, this is where our power is. So Wayne Dyer used to say, how someone else treats you is their karma, how you respond is yours. And this is saying the same thing. And it's so powerful. Like karma is a thing. You reap what you sow, right? So that person who has mistreated you, they've reaped something based on what they've sowed. You just just know that and draw a line under that. Now how you respond, that's what you are sowing. And you will reap based on that. So don't add insult to injury by keep replaying it over 
in your mind. Remember that how someone else treats you is their karma, how you respond is yours. This is such a powerful notion. And really in the last, I don't know, number of months, maybe years, this idea for me of um, how you respond and karma, those two ideas being linked has really sunk in in a, in a super powerful way. So you can't control all the things that happen to you, how people treat you, but you can control how you respond. And if you keep readjusting your focus, resetting it, putting it back here, you will stay in your power. This is such a huge thing to get. The other thing I want to say is when someone has treated you in a way that you don't think is right, that you know, you've know you deemed it a case of, of them mistreating you and so on, you want to deal with it on two levels. So there's the kind of the physical or the human level. Say you were in a relationship and somebody was, for argument's sake, cheating on you or whatever. You're going to say to them, look, if you do that again, I'm leaving you or I'm leaving you because this doesn't work for me. And then you you take yourself out of that situation, whatever you whatever needs to happen. So you deal with it on that physical level. But also, there's this deeper level the the sort of non physical or the spiritual. And for me, this is kind of like the missing piece is to see that we're not just these these bodies and these personalities. We are souls. There is so much more to us than meets the eye. And so things happen in our lives that we can't necessarily fully comprehend just from our human, just from our mind perspective. And it's starting to see that there are sometimes deeper things going on, that what's occurring is kind of like you being woven into this tapestry of a greater, a larger experience. So when you add this facet in and you say, okay, well, what if that person did that thing to me to help me grow from something, to help me to grow into something? So it might be like I was in a relationship with someone who was uh, who was aggressive, who shouted a lot. And I remember when I knew we weren't going to be together anymore, we were in a situation and he was shouting at me. And in my mind, I was saying, thank you, thank you, thank you, because I believed that he was helping me to create a relationship with real kindness and real peace and just the absence of all this shouting. So I took myself out of that situation. I dealt with it on a physical level. But at the same time, I also saw it's not just a case of here's me being mistreated by this man who's shouting at me. He's helping me. He's helping me to grow in in lots of different ways. So you have to take those two perspectives on it. You don't just be all spiritual and like, oh, he's teaching me lessons. I'm going to stay and let him shout at me. You also do the physical, but you don't only do the physical and leave and just go, well, he's an a-hole without also having the spiritual side of things. So approach anything like this from those two levels. The other thing I would say is you want to begin to make peace with the hatred. So 
Eckhart Tolle talks about, or his, his quote that I talk about all the time is, what you accept, you go beyond. The mind loses its you-know-what over this because it just cannot even begin to comprehend it. But it is truth, okay? Truth with a capital T. When, when you fight the hatred, when you hate the hatred, when you hate on yourself for feeling the hatred, you unwittingly hold yourself to it. As soon as you can begin to make peace, you know, I feel this hatred, I wish I didn't, but this is where I am at the moment. I want to be love and light. I want to be forgiveness, but I'm not there yet. Once you start to make peace with it, it allows you to then move towards what you want. When you fight it, you hold yourself to it. So I would really recommend you just go Google it. There's um, an emotion. um, It's called an emotional the emotional guidance scale by Abraham Hicks. And what you can do is you can find out where you are on that scale. And you as you talk yourself up the scale. Uh, if, if you want me to, I'll do a, perhaps a separate episode covering this because it's a really powerful process. But I would recommend looking into that process because it helps you make peace with where you are. And as soon as you make peace with where you are, in a very practical sense, that's what the... Um, scale does as soon as you make peace with where you are you start to rise up imagine that your kind of natural emotions your set point is naturally high so you don't need to make yourself feel better as soon as you stop doing what you're doing that holds you down you naturally rise so that's what happens when you make peace the other thing I would say is mindfulness so when you when you are aware of the feelings if they're not too big if they're too big then that's a separate topic but if they're not completely engulfing you then when you notice the feelings of frustration or anger or hatred observe them as you observe 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 it does the same thing they will begin to dissipate and fade and over time you will naturally make your way towards love and forgiveness because love forgiveness appreciation um, and so on and so forth they are your, your natural emotional states that you will reside in when you quit with the other stuff so that that being mindful is really helpful Okay, so ultimately, you, you, you can't have those two states going on at the same time. But that's not bad news. That's just an explanation of, of where it's at. And we've got to be real about these things. But the fact that you're even wanting to feel those, like your soul doesn't want to feel the hatred, right? We, we all know it feels better to love than hate. So you're naturally going to gravitate, allow that process to occur. But be easy about it. Let go of this idea of, oh, well, if I if I forgive, I condone. That's BS. I think that probably will, might even be the biggest part for you because it very commonly is. But make peace with what is, make peace with what is and allow that to guide you back home to those natural states. So mindfulness, these are things that you can go look into. And if you're listening to this and you want to know more, you've got any questions, then either ask me a question that I can answer in a separate episode or just get in touch and I will I will explain a bit more. But hopefully that gives you a good starting point to the person that asked the question and anybody else that is grappling with such issues. Remember, remember, remember that those feelings, the love and forgiveness are who you really are. So the call to them is powerful. Okay, you don't need to cultivate those feelings. You just need to stop cultivating the other and you will naturally be guided back bit by bit. 
Okay, I super hope that helps. Thanks as ever for listening and for your questions. I'll be back next week. Hopefully I'll have some exciting kind of uh, behind the scenes for you then. But who knows, it might still be boring. (laughs) I'll speak to you then. Lots of love. Bye bye.